Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 297, and today we're going to talk all about how to understand your customer and kind of what language to use here so we can better communicate with them and get better conversions. And I have a good friend of mine on who's going to be sharing some thoughts on this, someone that's actually uh, been doing a lot of this behind the scenes, and uh, he's going to help us out. And his name is Joel Bauer, and I finally got that right. Joel, did I say Nailed that right? It. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's a funny story we'll share here in a little bit, but uh, you guys may or may not have heard of me talk about Joel before, but Joel was at our last TAS Breakthrough Live. He's also a part of the TAS team now, and I'm glad to have him. He's actually Chris Schaefer's business partner, and uh, yeah, he's just a smart guy. So Joel, I'm so glad to have you on and really dig into this. I know you kind of geek out about this stuff like I do, so really awesome yeah. to have you. It's great to be here, Scott. It's the first time, so I'm excited. Yeah. Well, we had a well. It wasn't really the first because we had we had a little bit of a mishap there, and yeah. uh, <laughs> and that was on my end. I'm going to take the blame for it. But that recording, if anybody gets that special secret recording of the best interview ever, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, and again, this is what this was what can happen, guys. Right? I mean, here you are. You're you're, you're thinking that uh, everything's running right, and you have a great interview going on, and then you figure. That, or you, you look down and you figure out that your your uh, your microphone is not plugged in. My audio is being picked up from my computer and not my mic. And uh, the reason is is because I just, I just got back from uh, San Diego and I don't know. Long story short is I wasn't prepared, I guess. So uh, now we are and uh, we, uh, we're here and we're going to deliver this. And I'm really excited about sharing this though because I think a lot of people – think of this as it's not really sexy, right? I mean, it's like, wow, who wants to really talk about like, you know, messaging your audience or the right language to use and, and what that can really do to impact your sales. Cause that's really what it comes down to. Like, how can you better, uh, you know, like number one, get your message across, but then also get people to know that what you have can help them or that can benefit them or give you the, you know, a certain satisfaction of some kind. Um, and that's really what I think people are missing when they're looking at their listing on Amazon or whether it's their website or whether it's their emails. And we're going to talk about all three of those, by the way. Yeah. But why don't we first introduce everyone to you as far as like, where did you come from, Joel? Like, what's your background a little bit? And maybe you can kind of get us caught up a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I started this entire game in real estate. Um, I was actually got my broker's license right out of college in California and was super excited. I had uh, learned a little bit of marketing to get everything going. And uh, pretty soon I found that I was getting a ton of leads and I didn't really realize what I had done, but I started talking to agents and they were like, wow, you got how many? And I'm I mean, just to give some reference for that. Like most agents might get maybe 30 leads in a year. Wow. Okay. Uh, I was getting 120 in a week. Wow. And so I had no idea though. I'm in my own little bubble, just trying to get it to go. And you know, I'm like a month or two into having results like this and started talking to some agents at events and they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> they, nice. they wanted to do everything. They were just like picking my brain. Um, at that point though, I was also realizing I didn't like real estate. I didn't like driving around kind of lost trying to show someone a home. Um, but I loved marketing. It was, it was an exciting piece where you know, small changes can make all the difference. And so I paired up with my dad at the time, who was an agent, and uh, started doing the marketing for them remotely. And eventually I moved up to uh, Reno, where they were, and uh, we built out a team and did really well in real estate uh, for a number of years. And I got to do more of what I really loved, which was marketing. And so as the market like kind of switched on us in real estate, um, I found myself as a director of marketing of a tech company. And... Uh, really building out a marketing of, uh, for a company that was in kind of a development state. It was really interesting. Uh, they were doing eye tracking technology, which I thought was super cool. And I was I was excited just to be part of it. Um, but that moved on. I met Chris through there. I actually had, had hired him originally. And as you reminded me last time, Chris tells everybody <laughs> that we hated each other. <laughs> um, he does say I that remember, very aggressively too, by the way. He does. Yeah. No, I think he, he has some resentment there. I, I wish I could go back and apologize for what I did. No, <laughs> not really. Uh, no, uh, he probably deserved it. Knowing Chris, he earned every ounce of it. Yeah, probably um, right. <laughs> uh, no, we, we started, I think we, uh, we probably butt heads a little bit cause we're very similar. Um, we're definitely extroverted and excited to talk about whatever's going on. And I, I could imagine like having some rub there, but, uh, we quickly became, uh, pretty close friends and, uh, had the idea of starting a business together and doing what we were kind of doing on the side. We were doing a lot of, um, moonlighting ourselves cause 
I know we're just those kind of guys. We're always looking for something new. You know, sure, we're always sure. for something exciting, expanding, and growing what we can do. And so we like, hey, why don't we do that together? And that was the beginning about I think five or six years ago now. Wow. Um, it's been really cool. It feels like forever though. Like I, I kind of like look back on my past and go, man, uh, Chris must've been there during the real estate thing. Cause you know, Chris and I talk about everything marketing, right? <laughs> but right. he wasn't. <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, it's pretty cool. It goes, it goes so quick. And you know, like, like I was saying on the other interview that no one is really hearing because it wasn't yeah. really technically, you know, it was recorded, but the quality was terrible. But anyway, uh, <laughs> what, what we were talking about, which I think is is important for people to understand too, before we get into this whole like how to message your, your customers and the benefits and features and all that stuff, which I think that's going to be for a lot of people, sometimes it's going to be, sometimes it's 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 kind of like eye-opening or an aha moment where you're like, oh my gosh, like this can make a huge difference. But um, I did want to just say like, I mean, you talking about your journey, I, I don't want to skip over that because a lot of what you did when you started, you thought when you were in real estate, I'm sure you were going to conquer the world in that. And then oh, yeah. all of a sudden things change, right? The market shifts kind of like an Amazon review update, maybe something like that. <laughs> something right. Like that. <laughs> and then, I mean, it was worse than that, but you, you yeah. get what I'm saying. Like, you know, the SEO game changes in Google. So now all of a sudden you got to pivot or you got to change the game. And, and you've seen what you were excited about working on. It wasn't selling or it wasn't like the home, you know, as far as like listing it and all that stuff, it was more about the marketing to get the lead to, to, to then have them buy a house. That was cool to you as far as like, that was exciting. Um, but it's funny now how that kind of brought you through to where you are. And like I said before, you know, you and I wouldn't even be talking right now if I never started the podcast and if I never started, you know, if I never started this Amazon business, I mean, really it goes from the Amazon business. Then I started a podcast and then I meet, you know, Chris and then Chris introduces me to you. And, you know, now, you know, we're working together and we've got an amazing, you know, TAS team now, which I never even thought would be even possible. And, and here we are. And I'm learning every single day by being surrounded by people like you, because it expands my mind. And as far as like what I can do and, and, and I think like people letting go of, of, parts of the business that they think that they can't, um, I think is another eye opening thing, which we should probably talk about another time, Joel, cause you're pretty good yeah. at that. <laughs> yeah, You've right. actually opened my eyes to that. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. That's been a huge, a huge thing for me. Um, and it's, it's been a great, uh, I guess a great lesson, uh, to, to remind yourself that, you know, you're, you have to be willing to, to change and to expand. And sometimes that's letting go, um, of certain yeah. tasks that you think you have to be involved in. But, um, anyway, I'm glad I met you. I'm glad you're here on the podcast and it all happened because of one thing led to another and here we are. So pretty cool. Um, yeah. So, and we were talking a lot about this, uh, on our, uh, at the event in, uh, in Arizona, uh, yeah. which thank you so much for coming by the way. You did awesome. You did a nice thank little you. Facebook ads training there, which was really cool. Um, but, uh, you, you know, you, you were touching on these things here as we were kind of going through some of the email marketing, the list building, you know, contacting your list or, you know, uh, optimizing your listing. We were talking a lot about benefits and features. And I said, you know what, Joel, we got to get you on the podcast. We got to talk about this stuff because you, you do have a really good way of kind of breaking it down. So maybe with all that being said, let's go ahead and dig into that, right? You got a a couple different ways. You got five ways here to better understand your audience and, and, uh, and to, to really understand why they may or want to buy. So maybe we can dig into that. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, the list you had mentioned earlier, this is not, uh, always like the sexiest thing. And, um, I, you know, I kind of took it from a different angle early on because I rem- I realized the, the impact that it has. Sure. It's the one like space in marketing where you really get to hammer the human element back into it. So you're not mm. just like, I'm just writing an email and hope that this crazy machine out there works because at the end of the day, you're talking to a real person, right? You know, if, if all the things you're doing, all the technologies and tools that are really advancing what you can do in marketing now today, the ability to do webinars every week, like you're doing Scott. And if that technology didn't come back and connect to what do the people actually care about? What do they really want? What can help them grow and expand? Then, you know, it didn't matter. You know, it was just going to fall on deaf ears at the end and your business wouldn't grow. And so in this, this is kind of that thing is like, um, you know, Chris and I always look at it. How do we take the technologies? How do we take the thing, the marketing campaign and how do we drive it back to where it really matters, where it really touches the lives of people where they're actually at and help them get to the next level, how to get to where they need to go or just get a benefit they're really seeking. You know, a lot of e-commerce products, it's in, you know, like in the garlic press, you're not like changing their world, but you're making something that they do on a regular basis easier, uh, right. more convenient, uh, faster. If they love garlic, man, 
a garlic press is a great way to get a lot of garlic in any dish. So, right. um, and being aware of that is so critical. So what I've done is kind of put back like the, the five pieces or, uh, you know, things that if I, if I just had these, if it's just these concepts went in, this would dramatically change your ability to make that connection and that impact. And there are the things there were profound moments for me as I was going through this journey of things that kind of just clicked. And so I'm going to share those for you and hopefully give you some ways to use them. And then uh, yeah. you can actually start improving your copy and getting more of your audience. So they're excited about your product, not just, uh, oh, OK, this maybe this guy's better than this guy. But yeah, I feel like you care about them. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, there's two things I want to say. First off, you know, you just mentioned, you know, to, you know, create better copy for people that are brand new. They don't know what that means, but I'm going to tell you guys what it means. It means basically <laughs> writing ad copy is really what it's talking about or messaging. OK, so whenever we say copy, we're really just talking about like, you know, the text on the page um, in a sense. And, and really, it's just talked about like that in the copywriting world and, yeah. and kind of like the marketing world. But it's 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 languaging, it's writing. So just when you hear that, just want to let you guys know that that is what, you know, Joel will be talking about and kind of referencing yeah. back to. Uh, but um, I did want to say like, you know, there's a couple different ways that I, not even ways, there's five, there, there, there's two, there's two different things that I think about when I'm, I'm doing this or it, yeah. maybe not even consciously looking at this. Like when I write emails, whether it's to a customer um, that just bought the garlic press or whether it is someone like in this case, when I'm talking to someone in my audience, there's a little bit of a difference because someone that just bought a garlic pr press might not want to be you know, as I, I guess as, you know, in depth with Scott's story, right? <laughs> but you could yeah. still use some of that story as to why you made that product, right? I yeah. mean, like if you have a garlic press and for years you've been, you know, every time you use it, you pinch your hand and, you know, you've had this big callus now that you had to have surgery on or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where that came from, but you get you know what I'm wow. saying. That's crazy, right? But let's yeah. just say, and then all of a sudden this thing comes along. I can speak to that story and say, you know, I don't know if you've got like large hands, um, you know, like I do, but you know, because of that, I just said, you know what, I'm going to go out there and build one for myself. So this, that, and the other thing or whatever. And then you can take that story and bring it into your product. And I think that does make your product stand out more because now it's, it's there because you had a problem that you dealt with and it shows the face to the product. Yeah. Now, when we're talking about something like this, in this case, the podcast, whenever I'm communicating with people, I'm communicating with people to try to move them, uh, you know, from one place to the other to make them achieve what they want to achieve in small steps. So I'm trying yeah. to lead them through letting them know also that I am the same as you. So again, I'm connecting story to whatever we're doing, right? And I think it, yeah. it lends itself to both arenas, right? I mean, you can do it with product. I mean, look at the infomercials. Infomercials is a great, is a great example. Usually, not always, but there's always story element involved and there's benefits and there's features. Um, yeah. And there's just ways that they do it. There's a certain formula they do it with. But I just kind of wanted to throw them out there because I think it, it'll put it into context as, as far as what we're doing here. And yes, if your languaging is, if it, for a digital product that you're trying to get to change someone's life, that's different than if you're selling a garlic press that's going to help them, you know, or make, make them uh, have a better experience using the garlic press. So Yeah, it's a good point to make because a lot of people, they look at, uh, physical products and just go, well, people just want to know about the features. Yes. And they, they do to some degree, but they generally don't care about the features until they decided they want the benefits mm. until they decide, Hey, there's something here that I don't currently have that I'd like. And if this product might do that for me, you know, if someone was thinking of ways to prep garlic faster, the garlic press isn't the only method to get there. Sure. And if you they land on a press, though, that really talks about the kind of their issues, like I'm tired of cutting endless bits of garlic to get to the right size with a knife and it just takes forever. And, you know, it's not a fun process. And if I want to add even more garlic, it becomes like this adventure. Or if I want to cook for my whole family, if understanding those elements of what's really going on in their life and why they're even standing in front of you thinking about your product or maybe not, I mean, not physically standing in front of you, but mm. looking at the Amazon listing. Sure. Um, that's, that's that personal connection point. If you have thought about that, you actually get to talk to them as you would in person. Right. And that's, what's so cool about that is marketing done right is basically duplicating what you would naturally do face to face to really help someone through their problem. Yeah. Yeah. So because like you get to do it like a million times over if it's the right audience. Right. Um, that's sometimes people try to serve everybody and then that becomes more convoluted. But understand that really the process of writing uh, any copy or any like any text facing towards the audience 
is that that's a chance for you to say, if you were standing in front of them and trying to help them out, yeah. how would you say that? Right. What would you be trying to tell them? What would mm. you try to get them to understand? Do that well, then you get to basically multiply yourself. That's that's what really great marketers do is that suddenly one piece of content that because they had a good conversation with someone who really needed a garlic press leads to every person that, that has that same issue is now going to want theirs because they made that problem clear and gave them a solution. Yeah. And, and I think we, I mean, we, we touched on this too in the, the last interview, which no one's hearing, but, <laughs> but we did talk about like a great way to do that. Cause I, I'll get people to say, well, I don't know what they want. Like I, I can't listen to my audience cause I don't have the audience yet or, or, you know, I, I'm, I just have never, you know, sold in this market or whatever. Well, one easy way is to just go and look at the reviews that are already populated there and just go through the negative reviews and the positive reviews and see what people are saying they love about it and what they hate about it. And then, like you said, you said it very well, hopefully you can do it again. I'm sure you can. <laughs> How would you merge those two? Like, how would you put that into like some copy? So this way here, it could, it could, you know, explain that. Okay. So that first piece is understanding that it's, it's about them, like what's going on in their world. The sure. next piece is that they don't always just care about the product features. And we touched on it a little bit, but they want to hear what's in, in it for them. Not to be like rude or abrupt, but you're sitting on Amazon, not because you're like, I can't wait to connect to some marketer out there. You're going because you need something. Right. And so they want to know what they get in their world. How does their life become better than it is right now or easier or more convenient? And so what you want to do is you want to be able to have those benefits throughout but it's not always easy because you also got to get all the features in there. And sure. right now, you know, they're restricting how much information can be in those bullet points at the, on the top end of Amazon uh, listing. So you have to find a way to kind of bridge that gap, as, as Scott's saying. And you bring up the feature, but you do it so you can something else. So the benefit is then on the backside. So if we were talking about garlic press, you know, get this amazing uh, garlic press or get this amazing garlic press with cleaner that will now you know easily clean uh, each of the pieces and get the garlic out of the press to save you endless hours of scrubbing in front of, you know, over the sink. So suddenly mm. something that's a feature, they get a free cleaner thing. That's nice. But if you said get free cleaner thing, <laughs> that's not right. impressive. Right. But if it's get that so that your life is better and this is even a better unit to purchase or choose. Now you've got both. Now you've yeah. got, hey, I'm interesting features. But now I also get the benefit on the backside, always connecting it to what they really care about and what they want and what they're looking for. Yeah, I love that. So you're you're leading in with a feature maybe, but then you're explaining the benefit that the feature can provide. Yeah, it, it's yeah. I like the pair because people do want to know what they're thinking. You know, what are they even assessing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if it's stainless steel, what does that mean? Well, it doesn't rust, right? You right. know, but if they don't say that, they don't Not everybody knows that. Right. You know, right. You know that because you picked it for that reason. Uh, or is dishwasher safe because of the, it doesn't have rust issues? Mm. You know, so there's all kinds of extra more benefits that they're looking for that really come off of that. No, I I, I like that a lot. I think people can 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 see that, and and I think also if you're maybe just go back to your listing right now and look at it and see yeah. if it if it reads like that, and maybe that can be tweaked. I know a lot of people want to just focus on keywords like that's you know we all want to get keywords in there because we want to get ranked now because of the back end uh you know of our listings we can put endless keywords almost you know i mean there's a ton that we can do there so i wouldn't worry so much about you have to put all of your uh you know keywords in the front end at all i would like it to and again i think naturally it's going to happen that you're going to be sprinkling in keywords because the, the language and the things that you're talking about are naturally related to the keywords that you want to target anyway so yeah. don't force it. Don't stuff it. Try to make that listing uh, a sales page in a sense to where it's going to be talking about the, the the features and the benefits. Now with enhanced content, it's going to make it even better. So if you guys are brand registered, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, right now they're opening that up uh, for no cost. Now they yeah. probably will be charging in the future. We're we're you know expecting that, uh, but they're doing it kind of as a beta rollout. They're doing it to all brand registered uh, businesses and brands. Uh, but it's really awesome because you get like three or four different templates to pick from and you can now take those bullets and you can make them look sexier you can make them look nicer with an image yeah. that's aside from the you know the benefits and the features and you can really kind of start i guess showing what it does not just explaining what it does so i think you get you know you get a double benefit there which is really yeah. cool um so yeah so okay let's let's move on what do you got next okay so the next piece uh, kind of thinking about is customer journey is where are they at in the process? You know, as you're looking at what you're writing towards them, if you're thinking of someone who just showed up on Amazon and you're going, okay, they came here, they have a certain problem. Maybe they threw 
uh, garlic prepper is what they put in the search engine. And then your listing comes up and then they click on that. So if you think about that process, they came in here for a reason. Right. What was that reason? I mean, even it's not like 100 percent. You're not going to get it perfect. But just spending the extra time to kind of wonder what was going on. Mm. What did they like about your listing when they did purchase? What what are they connecting to? What do they think of the reviews on there? Is your ranking you know, a good ranking. A lot of times we look at that as a number. It's like how well are I doing? I got 4.6. That seems pretty good. Um, yeah. but for the user, that's a, do, do I trust this person? Mm. Should I buy this? So uh, taking that kind of that path and going, okay, where are they at? Why are they looking at this title? They, they probably just saw it with a picture in the beginning. So this has to do a pretty big thing, right? You have to get them with the picture and then have enough copy that they think, hey, this is what I'm looking for before they even click through. Mm. As we think through that kind of process, we can kind of fine tune what's going on. So like, and you, you know, you had asked in the last interview, like really should benefits be earlier? And, you know, how do you really stack that in the bullet points? Well, if you know the person is coming in, what would be the first thing they're looking for as far as the garlic press? They probably want to know that it does what they want it to do. So they probably want something about how well it preps garlic, right? So then you would start the sooner that you can get that in there, the, you know, the better that you know that they're going to keep moving through your listing mm. and get to a decision to buy. And so we do that a lot. And, it, you know, it comes in even more with um, on the backside is people kind of think the journey ends when they hit that buy button and, and it's over. But that's the difference in a lot of industries of having a lifetime customer and then having a guy, a person that ever purchases from you ever again. Mm. And so now they purchased. What do they want to hear? Right. Uh, well, you know, they're not going to get it for a couple of days. Maybe they want to hear some cool things to keep them excited. They, I mean, they were excited when they bought. They wanted something. So maybe there's some way to keep, kind of bridge that gap of that excitement to when they actually receive it or anything to connect them more to your brand is here to do something bigger for them. And we start thinking through that. Now we have maybe an email set that is really powerful or helps share, hey, here's what other people are doing with this amazing press to really make their lives easier. Mm. Or here's some of the features that you might have forgotten about from the listing. You know, just anything to keep that that moving forward that they're excited that something's coming or, you know, we're so excited. It's supposed to deliver tomorrow. I can't wait for you to get your garlic press. Anything like that where you really understand that what's going on in their lives just connects people. They, they stop thinking that they're seeing some marketing machine just trying to sell them and they start feeling like, okay, well, somebody thought about this. Mm. You know, somebody really yeah. cares. And now, so, okay, so, but that you're talking about, that's more of the follow-up, right? That's a, it's a little bit of, it doesn't matter where you're at, like whatever piece of copy you're writing, thinking about where they were before. Exactly. And where they're going to be after. Right. Now, well, okay, one thing I do want to just bring up here before I forget is yeah. with the benefits and the features, thinking about bullet points, mm-hmm. people need to understand too that when they're skimming them, because that's really what they're doing, right? They're, yep. they're scanning in a sense. Uh, not all of those bullet points and benefits are going to matter to no. that. That's why you want to have those variety of benefits and features because there's going to be one that might pull them in. I'll give you a quick example of this. Uh, I was looking at a ring light for uh, shooting video and it's one of those giant, you know, it looks just like a ring. It's like a giant ring, probably like 18 inches and you put your yeah. camera in it um, in the center of it. So, and it goes all the way around in this way. It gives off some really nice light, but I wanted it with a dimmer switch because I wanted to be yeah. able to control the amount of, of light. There's some that's just got on off. You can't adjust it. The only way you're going to adjust is by moving it back and forth. So I was instantly looking for that. It wasn't, if it was in the title, I might've just gotten out of there if I didn't see it said without or with dimmers, but inside I was skimming to see if it had a dimmer, right? So that was a feature, but actually the benefit of that, if they would have put it in there would have been because I can, I can adjust the light, right? So the adjusting is, is really uh, what I was looking for. Not so much the dimmer switch or the oversized dimmer switch or whatever, you know what I mean? But that's again, and it's an example of how I was skimming. As soon as I would skim, if I seen it had dimmer, boom, I might be a buyer now. Now that moves me onto the next point. Now I might look at the reviews and then I might, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that is a great example. And it's one of those things like people uh, tend to like set their copy and then they don't do it. They never change it again. Mm. And what you just described is like that may be a major benefit that they're not addressing at all. And if they were continuing, like maybe reading the reviews they're getting on their listing or reading the reviews of other people, they would start seeing that and they go, oh, you know what? I'm seeing this a lot Mm. because it's not always about like, okay, if you were the only one that said I want a dimmer switch. That's not a business made on uh, it to some degree in the e-commerce space. You're trying to serve the biggest grouping that you can mm. while still being specialized. <laughs> like yeah. it, it's a weird balance. But if 
if 2% of your group is looking for dimmers, then you may have an issue. But if you started seeing that a lot, well, that's probably a higher percentage. You might right. be 30, 40. And so now you got to get that, you know, you got to figure out where that bullet point comes in. And the reason I say that is because a lot of people go, oh, this one person said this one thing. Mm. And then they update their listing and they're like, oh, it's not, it's not performing. It's, you know, I listened to you. I asked someone about it, <laughs> but were they your audience? Exactly. Were they someone that actually cooks a lot? Did, are you hearing it from more than one place? There, there is a thing that like, yes, you can, you know, you can test them, put them in there and see what happens as your listing sales go up. Then you probably like you landed on something, but you can do that research ongoing. Always read the reviews. I mean, you get new reviews. Go check it out. Yeah, read and, read the reviews, and I think then once you do have a customer base, that's why having a, your own email list would also help in that um, in the future yeah. by by asking them. Which that's a whole nother conversation. But funny story on that that ring light. I ended up sending yeah. it back. Nice. And no the dimmer. reason no, there was no dimmer. <laughs> <laughs> because I couldn't find where it said if it had one or didn't. I said, so you know what? I'm just going to get it. If it doesn't have it, I'll just send it back. Yeah. So if they would have had it in there, they would have avoided a refund as well. Yeah. You see? So, yeah. um, yeah, but that was a true story. And I just dug that out of the archives in my brain uh, <laughs> just as we were talking. So that's pretty, that's pretty impressive. I have to admit, I usually can't, well done, I can't really yeah. dig that deep usually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, so, all right. So moving along, we're hearing benefits and features, are great. Um, again, they're great in copy. That's really what we're talking about here. But they're great in in uh, in images too, where you can you can see the benefit. Um, and I always tell people, and I was sharing this at the event that I was just at in uh, San Diego. I was like, yeah, if you have a picture of someone like you know almost crying because they're frustrated with something, and then the next picture they're smiling. Ah, look at it, it's fixed. It's like <laughs> you know you have benefit, you know, or you have uh, you know before and after. Problem. Yeah. yeah problem Honestly. solved. Yeah. yeah. And um and you know stuff like that works. That's why they do that in infomercials they look silly maybe to, to someone you don't have to go as as goofy as maybe an infomercial but you get the idea it works it's been proven time and time again people want yeah. to see the benefit and the feature and see what it's going to do to make their experience better all the way around and that kind of goes into your journey thing yeah that's a great point on the um, benefits if you start with understanding what the benefits they want you can select images that really show them hey they're sure. going to and yeah. what it would look like when they do and that's, that is really cool. That's very powerful. It's always that starting. I mean, really these first, like kind of three, actually all of these points are really about understanding them a little bit better. Mm. Um, and then just having that. So if you have like these questions like, okay, does the audience really care about this? Did I cover the benefits that they care most about? Did I think about where they are in the process so I can really help them? Um, then you're going to just get to a better listing. Mm. Yeah. And guys, what, what we'll do is we'll put these five ways to better understand your audience, like a little bullet point list inside of the show notes. Um, so this episode will be the amazing seller.com forward slash 297. I did say 297, didn't I? Yes, you did. Okay, cool. So that will be the episode number. So if you go there, we'll have a nice little uh, bullet point list there for you. So, uh, and we'll do a little recap here at the end before we wrap this up. But I think it'd be good just have a little bit of a of a, a of a checklist in a sense, and you can go through and see if you're if you're hitting these points as kind of like a check to see how well your copy's doing. Yeah, um, you know, that's really powerful. If you do it, a, you know, if you do it a handful of times with kind of a checklist, you start internalizing what really matters to you and you you learn how to do it yourself. Mm. It's one of those things where it becomes like, hey, I had reminders at first, but now it's a skill. Any yeah. piece of copy I look at, I can add this or any kind of writing assignment I have to do for my towards my audience, I can get in there and go, okay, I can make this better for them. I can make this stronger and make them more excited about the pro the process of buying from me. Yeah. Uh, hey, before we jump jump to the next point, um, very very similar to that. You like you just said, like once you start getting this skill set, we talk about that in product research. We talk about that in anything, right? Um, yeah. We were talking to a guy at uh, at the event. Name was Mike, and uh, he had said, he goes, Scott, after I've been to some of your workshops and I've listened to the podcast, he's like, now I I have it down as far as like my little checklist as I'm going through it in the yeah. beginning I was going through and I was like okay did I do this okay did I do this? <laughs> now it's like just second nature and he's like okay I go here go to camel 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 I check that number I go over here I go to google trends if it doesn't have this I don't go there and so he's he's got it all down and it was funny because he was explaining it to someone else that we were sitting next to nice. um and I'm like you got this yeah. You got this. You've been listening. <laughs> That's my exact been, process. Yes, you've been you've been you've been practicing what what you've been learning, and uh, and and he's like, you know what? It's just because I've been doing it now for the past like month, and that's all I've been doing. So now. He's got that system down. He's got that that filter or those filters built in so he can kind of like run it through his own process. And the same thing goes when you're doing this stuff. You're going to start to see it and understand it. It'll become easier um, and almost just second nature. Uh, yeah. 
So I just wanted to kind of throw that out there because it's like anything. It's a skill set. That is an excellent point because I, I run into that conversation all the time and I'm talking to someone and they're like, oh, you know, I'm not sure what product I need to do. And here I've looked at some of these. And when I really dig into the conversation, most of the time they haven't put the work in to do the research. Right. Right. You, you know, even if it's, it's common, like you had a bunch and they, they sucked and they, you know, yeah. the refer fell through, but you only did 10. Yeah. You didn't walk away with a skill. Yeah. Yeah. You walked away. Oh, maybe that's something I could possibly do. But I mean, if you're looking at a hundred products yeah. and you get through those, you're going to know something about it. The industry, <laughs> yeah. you're going to know a lot about the products. You're going to know so much more than you realize that you're going to know. It's mm. not, people get so focused on, well, I just want it to be easy and I just want to get that product and then I can start. No, you are starting. You're doing the real research because mm. that's going to be the difference between your brand growing and you knowing not only this product, but the next three Yep. by doing that work. And that's, it's so crucial. A lot of times they're like, they, they just, they're not doing anything. They right. just stall themselves. Right. Have they just, just do this. Just yep. do that first piece yep. and, and they'll really, you know, really dial it in and they'll walk away with something and maybe they don't use it to sell on Amazon. Maybe right. they have an opportunity to sell on eBay or their own site or, uh, you know, these skill sets you, you walk around in life with always, if totally. you really did the work, you're going to have it for every venture. Yep. And it's, it's a really neat thing. Yeah. And I, I talk about that when you know I tell people about my story about when I was even just in the photography space. And then when I came out of the photography space and went to, you know, sharing that online and then, you know, like my digital products there and stuff like I learned so much through that that now I get to take them here in Amazon, in eBay, yeah. in the podcast, in all of these different things, like that skill set, it all still adapts. It was funny. I, when I was in San Diego, I was at the, the event. They're all about Facebook ads and stuff. Right. And we talked a lot about you know, other things to sales offers, you know, you know, funnels, all kinds of stuff. But it's, it's just funny. Like all of these people have different businesses, but everything really comes down to that, that marketing and list building and the offer and messaging and everything. It all still yeah. comes down. So any, any bit of this can, can attach to any market really, because people are people, yeah. right? It's yeah. basically what it comes down to. Yeah. Once you get through that, that that's a great point is once you get through that marketing, isn't just something you do to show off your business, but it's really a way to connect to people. Mm-hmm. That skill set is universal. Totally. That you're going to use it. I mean, a lot of great marketers have sales backgrounds. Yep. They had to refine that messaging in person on the like right now. Mm. And so now when they're sitting down and have a little bit of time to think about it, they can really start to get really good pieces in there that they know drive people's excitement. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. And, and so and vice versa, if you really kind of learn this and get your, you know, your fine tweak in the things that go on in your listing, guess who's going to describe their product better? Anybody they talk to. Yeah. It just, it naturally all pairs together because you're taking, Hey, I got something here. I can, I can explain it to another person in a way that'll excite them to want it and get something better in their life. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, cool. Let's move on. We've got a couple more points here, I think, don't we? Okay. Yeah. These uh, last two are pretty important. They actually come down to a great skill set, And I've, I pulled it down to something that I think is really easy and usable. Um, but this is actually Chris and I got a lot of our start here by uh, looking at personality profiling and understanding how that affects marketing. And so I'm going to give you just a couple pieces that really allow you to use it. So it's not you don't have to go take some advanced test or have your users, you know, fill out a sheet and then you can score them. <laughs> right, right. What they are. But we all kind of have a loose understanding of this. And so the one I wanted to give you is just the piece extrovert versus introvert. Mm-hmm. Um, some uh, my audiences naturally ha- like have a leanings towards extrovert and others have a leaning towards introvert. Um, what we saw in a lot of kitchen uh, gadgets was definitely more towards introvert. So what does that mean to you and your copy? Well, the real breakdown is one is led by excitement and the other is led by security. Mm. You won't move someone that's looking. So if a mother's looking to add another utensil and she's worried about the safety for her kids, you know, that knife better have a cover. You better tell that story about how how it actually naturally has safety features built into it. If it's a slicer or a garlic press, that better be in there and it better be in there quick or you're going to lose that person already. So this is where if we've gone and done some of the pieces above, we start thinking, okay, well, who's more likely to be my audience? Someone who's really outgoing, like what are their hobbies and interests based on this product is connected to those hobbies and which ones are. So how do I do I start with an excitement piece or who's going to really need some sort of uh, enhance security before they even listen to the rest of the message. And so that's just a, a key piece. And, um, another, like, I guess an example for extrovert, um, if you're looking at things like sales books, um, or anything in the entrepreneur space, there just seems to be a large population of extroverts in that space. 
And if you don't get them excited about that, the life is going to be grand or bigger or they're going to get something really big from it. They're not listening to the features. Mm-hmm. They're not hearing it at all. Gotcha. <laughs> they, yeah, they that want, makes sense. My life is going to be cooler and better. And, um, and then if you talk to, uh, we did bring up with the moms and just the security, but it depends. I mean, if you're getting to baby products, that security level like increases exponentially. Mm. They want to know, you know, what's the, where's the paint from, you know, how safe is it? Does it come apart? Is there small bits? You know, you got to have all that in there, uh, to really drive that. And so just asking that question, are they extroverted and they're seeking excitement? Are they introverted and seeking security? That should start affecting a lot of the copy you're doing. That's a great, that's a great uh, point. I think that one little nugget is, uh, is huge because again, if you can speak to that person and again, depending on what you're selling, uh, you know, and yes, you're going to have a mixture probably in your market. There's always going to be, but then you can also maybe bridge that gap by having a little bit of excitement pieces and a little bit of security pieces in there, um, yeah. to kind of match the two, but you'll also know maybe majority of your audience is, is in, in one category or the other, but yeah, that's, that's really good. Yeah. In, in a lot of cases, people are worried about that, that spread of like, okay, well, if I go excitement and I'm in a small percentage of my audience is security, am I going to lose them? Hmm. Um, what we've generally seen is that your listing overall will do better as you get more dialed in to the bigger chunk or the more, the chunk you can actually reach. Hmm. Like if the product does definitely lead more towards excitement and it's easier to write copy and get that in there, you're going to have a better, more effective listing. Yes, you will lose some of the security sales, but overall your numbers will be up. Right. And so in most cases, there's very few examples where we've walked in and said, oh, you know what? You really do have to split the difference here. You're going to have to start touching both of those. But in most cases, it's not that. It's get your listing has so much room to grow just on that first one. If you just target in that group and get that kind of squared away and are really talking to them, your numbers will start to go up. And if you're watching your numbers, you'll know when it was too much. Yeah. When your numbers stop growing, that's when you go, okay, maybe I need to cover a larger segment now. And that's, that's how you determine that. That's not just, if you try to cover everybody in the beginning, generally you, you tend to have a very, uh, I guess, lame listing. Mm. It's, it's impotent. It doesn't have like any excitement to anybody because it's not talking to, it's trying to talk to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a huge point too. I mean, just speaking to one uh, you know, not just one person, but in, in a sense you are, you're talking to that type of person that is buying that product or that, uh, you know, that, that may be interested in, in that particular thing. And, you know, I've seen people where they try to target everyone because they don't, they don't want to lose any of the market, yeah. but sometimes that can also hurt your, your business. Cause now it doesn't feel specialized. It doesn't feel like yeah. it's tailored for the bass fishermen. It's, it's tailored for all fishermen, but I want a bass fishing rod or whatever. I don't even know if they make a bass fishing. Yeah. Rod. You know what I mean? You, you know what I'm saying? All right. Really There's, guy, you just I guess. Yeah. We're going to, yeah. We're Scott Boker's <laughs> bass fishing rod. <laughs> Buy yours today <laughs> for just 1995. And today we'll throw in, what, what are we going to throw in? We'll throw in two rods for the price yeah, of one with free shipping. <laughs> Uh, so that way, so that way there, Joel and Scott can go fishing together uh, with your giant bass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So leading into that personality, I guess we just shown a little bit of personality there, right? So <laughs> I, I was going to say like, you like nailed it. Like it's a perfect lead in and it's something actually you do exceptionally well. And you see it throughout your marketing is adding a real personality to it. And that's not just like you necessarily, but the personality of someone out there, actually a real person is writing to them. Mm-hmm. And that might vary. If, I mean, if we've done the things above, right, we've got a really good understanding of who we're talking to. Well, this, even how you add that personality, you want it to be things they're interested in, things they're excited by. Um, but that feeling, it's not just, you're just not just reporting things. Right. You're telling a little bit of a story. Here's my, you know, story with my giant hands and my garlic breast accident. <laughs> and <laughs> they, people remember that because sure. at the end of the day, people really do prefer to buy from people rather than like just dry machines. Right. And it really doesn't matter. Like people think it's like, okay, but my industry is different. I sell this really high end technology piece. And generally it is sold best by someone who specializes in that space that is a real person, a real salesperson is calling them and helping them through their issues to make that decision. Mm. It is an emotional buying point and people want to buy from people. They do. Yeah. Uh, especially if you've done your homework above people like them, the mm. more it feels like you really understand what's going on in their life and you've had those same issues. They start to believe you and they have a story that they remember. 
yeah. the number of like marketing events I've been through. And when I walked away at like, I'm trying to remember six months later, what did I cover? I remember people telling me like some personal story of theirs, mm-hmm. you know, very rarely do I go, Oh, here's the exact checklist of the things that the to do's that they, they said I should do in my marketing. It's usually, Oh, I remember that, that was the guy that did the story about blank. And, and then maybe it's connected back to something I know I should do in my marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think this that comes right into your story, right? So your personality is part of your story or can be part of your story. And the personality uh, obviously helps people to know, like, and trust you as well. Um, I was watching uh, The Prophet not that long ago and they had, and actually it was the one that Russell Brunson was in. Um, he, he, uh, he was on for just a very short period of time, but um, it was all about the flex watches. Did you see okay. that one, Joel? I didn't No, oh, you got to see that one. That was a good one. Um, but anyway, it was all about their story and the reason why they created the flex watch. The flex watch was created with um, this this kid, young guy, he's probably in his 20s at the time, and his mother had cancer. So they went and uh, they created a watch and the sales from the watch would help to benefit uh, you know, the cancer society and all that stuff. So it was a good cause. Um, unfortunately his mother did pass away and you know, they, they, they continued to, to, you know, really focus on, um, growing the business for that charity. But then they also started to try to branch out and be, uh, you know, instead of it being a $30 watch that, you know, 10% of the proceeds went to cancer, they were just then going out trying to appeal to the entire market because they were in the watch watch market. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, Marcus Lamonas comes in and says, let's, let's, Get rid of that crap and let's go back to the purpose here and let's go back to your story because your story is nowhere as involved. It's not even involved in those metal, you know, those high end, you know, 200, $300 watches that you're trying to sell. There's none of your story in that. Let's skip all those. Now, instead of that, let's maybe go out and do a blue watch that supports like, uh, you know, pure water. And then we would do another one that is for, I don't know, uh, what would be another cause? Maybe, you know, breast cancer bre- awareness. Yeah. Well, that breast cancer awareness, we'd have the, the water. They had another one for, you know, clean, you know, clean air. Um, so a green one, you know, for, you know, for, uh, you know, organic, I don't know, whatever it is, but they're going after certain markets for certain causes and you're doing something good. And it all relates back to why you started the company in the first place. Yeah. And, once they did that, boom, everything just took off again and it made things simpler as well. But you had a story and, and this, you know, this kid was able to pour his, his heart and soul into what he was doing and really believe in it. And then also know he had still a part of his mother involved giving back from what, yeah. you know, from what they lost. So it was, and, and think, listen to me right now. I remembered most of that story. Yeah. Right. Because it was a story and it hit me and it made me emotional and it made me think like, wow, I wish I could do something like that where I could tie something into which I in my own head, I do have ideas and I'm sure we'll do something in the future. But it's like that stuff really hit me and it impacted me. It makes me want to buy a flex watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Uh, how many do you know how many of the benefits of the watch itself do you know other than telling time? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't even care. <laughs> that happens a lot. You don't. Yeah. I don't you even don't care because- if it tells time. I just care that it's got the purpose and I'd be wearing it. And then when I would look at it, I would know the purpose. It was it wouldn't even be, be so much for, for people to know that I, I, that I donated. It would be more of me to see it. And then, uh, you yeah. know, remember that cause and remember what I did to hopefully help it. But then it would also be a conversation piece. Cause I wouldn't say, Oh, that, that's a cool watch or, or, Oh, you know, that that's a, that's a unique like print on that watch. What's that? You know, where, where'd you get that? I'd be like, Oh, it's this. And then I would tell the story. Right. Yeah. And then that's how that would grow. So, and that's, an, that's a fantastic example because that's one of those things that like it, it disconnects from features almost entirely. Totally. But it added a benefit to your life. That was really important. You, mm-hmm. You're about contributing and giving back. Right. And so here was this way to do that for you. Yep. Just your, how cool is that? Yeah. That, so that was the benefit they got. That had nothing to do with the features. The features no. all go away. Yep. And that that's how powerful it can be. If you have the right features and the right benefits, guess how powerful that is in mm-hmm. moving product. Yeah, totally. No, it was a it was a great story and uh that's definitely fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it was a it was a, it was a great example of story and purpose and giving back, but then having a business, a successful business. Yeah. So it it can all work together. But uh so, yeah, the store, the story is perfect. I mean, that is definitely a big piece of this, but even simpler, um, where I see this kind of go wrong and this adding personality is when people have like the stodgy follow-up letters. I don't know if you've seen, you've probably seen a lot of these on the Amazon follow-ups and you know, if the email comes out and says, hi, and thank you for buying from blank express. We are so glad that you purchased our watch. Thank you. Have a good day. There, there's very little in there. Mm-hmm. You, you feel like you don't, there's no real person versus if you got an email that said, 
you know, hi, this is Jane. I just wanted to say hi and make sure that you, you know, you know, it's coming. It's going to be a couple of days. We can't wait to see what you think about it. You know, uh, we always love to hear reviews. If you can click on this link when you do get a chance and let us know, we want to, we want you to be able to tell your experience with it so that you can help our audience really understand the benefits of what we're doing here. Yes. Yeah. That's a real person. Yeah. And that even if you don't really believe in all those things, you want to, like there's this impetus to connect. People mm. have that natural human instinct to go, you know, th- that person really, you know, asked for some really cool things and I get to be connected to these other people. That's the difference in yeah. adding personality versus not. Yeah. And I, I've, I've said this before, like even, I mean, me personally, like I'll sprinkle in that I'm a, I'm a locally, you know, owned small business. You know what yeah. I mean? And, you know, we really want to make sure that we're that we're, you know, delivering a great product and we want to know if we're not. So could you do me a quick favor? And could you could you, uh, you know, head over to Amazon and let them know, you know, how we're doing or, or yeah. what we could do better? And so this way here, I'm not saying like, <laughs> leave me a five star review. Right. That's no. where it gets dodgy. That's where you don't want to do that. No. Um, so but they're more likely to give you a better review because they feel like a person who cares is on the other side. Mm-hmm. It's not some company that doesn't matter. You said we're mm-hmm. a small business and we're hoping and you're even like separating yourself. We're not just the the giant machine that is Amazon. I'm a I'm an individual seller here really trying to make it best for everyone. And this would help my business and help you and help other, you know, so any of the things where it's like I'm not that giant machine out there. I'm a real person and I like to connect to you and, you know, I. That it's just cool. It's it's a really great way. People feel better about it. They don't feel like they've been marketed to and mm. keep getting hammered over the head with some message. Come no, buy another garlic press. You know, fake one is good. <laughs> buy <Yeah>. two. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but wait. <laughs> no, I know. I, I hear you. It's it's if you can if you can connect to people in your email, um, yeah. and and if you can sprinkle in a little bit of your personality, a little bit of your story, and then they'll want to do that for you. Yeah. Um. So. I would a say great, in, in emails, would that would be a great place for that. A great tip is just go look at how you talk to your friends on social media or in emails to families or people that you're close to and, and notice the difference. You're mm. not trying to look like a giant corporation. You really are trying to look like a real person that cares. Mm. I mean, that's that's where you're trying to get to is that you pick the product for a reason. The people have real benefits and needs out there and they just want to hear from a real person that, hey, this you know that might be an email I get from a buddy of mine. The more that it's like that, the more compelling it is for me to read it and me to care. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Great point. All right, man, this has been good. This is, I, I told you, I didn't know where it was going to go when we got started here, but man, we really drilled it down in some really good points here. Um, so is there any last little bits, you know, or little bit tips or whatever you got for people that you can maybe, uh, just kind of leave us with maybe just to maybe reminders, whatever, just to, you know, people getting started. Sometimes it's overwhelming. Like what would you say yeah. for someone that's, you know, just got their product up or maybe that's been up for a little while and their, their listing's been sitting there. Like, what would you say to them? Just take these one at a time. I mean, this isn't something that you have to do all at once. Uh, and actually the more you kind of dial in on one and really just keep that the focus, the more you learn about it and the more you kind of internalize it. So it is a ongoing skill. So if you just said, I'm not going to do all this, there's a lot of cool points, but I'm not ready to write a bunch of emails on the backside and try to make them sound personable. I don't like writing that much. Just go and start with does what what's going on in your listing actually address issues you think a customer is having? Do Scott's recommendation of checking out other reviews and just make sure those are in there. Yeah. You know, so once you get that, you get some momentum, it's easier to go, okay, what's the next thing that could improve this? Sure. And that makes it so it's not daunting. It's something that even if you, you know, a lot of, some people are starting the Amazon business when they have a full-time job. Well, this is something that takes an hour a week, maybe, you know, it doesn't have to crush all of your time. It just, the more you're making those little adjustments, they add up. Yeah. So take a breather, you know, it's not, don't do all five, just one and really focus on that. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. Don't get overwhelmed with it. Take one thing at a time. And then from there, just you can constantly be tweaking and learning what your market is. Even from the pay-per-click that you're running, you're going to learn some stuff there. So, And then just start to add it in, you know, and start to tweak it. And, uh, you know, you may have some products that don't, that you know, that you don't need to do all of this with because... Maybe you just sells automatically, right? And you don't need to go and, 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 and try to build this thing way out, right? But in the same breath, if you want a product to sell better and it's not selling that well, once people, okay. and especially if people are landing on the page and it's not converting, that's where I would say I would definitely want to be focusing on these points because yeah. that could be part of the problem is it's not conveying the messaging the way it should be. So, yeah. 
Yeah. No. Hey, Joel, this has been awesome. I, I love uh, sitting around geeking out a little bit with you about this <laughs> stuff because uh, we, we both do believe that, uh, you know, marketing is is a big deal in whatever, you know, whatever market uh, you're in or whatever business you're in. But, uh, you know, you, you're not going to learn it overnight, but it definitely is pretty no. powerful. I mean, all of that psychological stuff or, uh, you know, I think every type of message that we get, we're always kind of thinking to ourselves like, maybe not even subconsciously, but we're just thinking to ourselves like, okay, what's this going to do for us? Or what are they trying to get from us? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like that yeah. guard, you know? So uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. And I uh, just want to thank you for coming on. We'll probably have you come back on. Maybe we can even talk a little bit more on uh, the email stuff and kind of messaging there and everything. Cause that's, that's, we can talk a lot about subject lines and, and copyright yeah. there and all that stuff too. So yeah. And what kind of look a good stack would look like to kind of keep people engaged and mm. keep helping them. Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds great. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate you all the help that you're, uh, you're giving, uh, giving me personally. And then now the TAS community and, uh, just to let everyone else know that, you know, Joel is definitely going to be around helping all of us here in the TAS community. So I just wanted to bring him to the surface, let everyone know that he is part of our amazing team now. And I want to thank Chris Schaefer here and I'll do it publicly. I was going to say, don't tell him I told you, but uh, I, just want to, yeah, I want to thank him for making the intro because, uh, you know, you're definitely a smart guy that can definitely add a lot to, uh, you know, people that are just starting or just people that are trying to build their businesses. So I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you. And uh, thank you. we'll talk to you soon, brother. Absolutely. All right. So there you have it. A lot of great information there, guys. I know sometimes it can seem overwhelming. Don't let it be, though. Please take that deep breath, like Joel said, and uh, just do one thing at a time. Like Think about what you have already or what you're going to be creating and think about where you can inject these certain pieces of ad copy or messaging and, uh, and really just try to connect with your audience and understand your audience. The more that you understand the market that you're serving a product to, the better that you can sell to that market because, let's face it, you're talking in their language. You're you're talking about problems or benefits that they're looking for. And uh, it's really, really powerful. So guys, I want to remind you, we have all the show notes and the transcripts located at theamazingseller.com forward slash 297. And you can pick up all that stuff over there. I have a nice bulleted list of what we covered there for you. So you can even just print it out if you want to. We'll have the transcripts there. Any links we talked about will be there as well. And uh, yeah, guys, that's pretty much going to wrap it up. I did want to just say that we've got some pretty cool guests on the show, right? I mean, pretty awesome. And uh, we've got some more coming up. And actually, on episode 300, well, I'm not going to say anymore. You're going to want to listen to episode 300. We've got a special rare episode because we're celebrating our 300th episode. And uh, well, I'm just going to leave it at that. Listen to episode 300 when it posts. And if you're listening to this after, uh, let's see, December 28th, well, then go back and listen to episode 300 because, uh, again, it tells you a lot about what Joel and I were talking about as far as like when you start in business, a lot of the journey comes or a lot of times the journey comes from the steps that you've taken and the things that you've learned along the way. All right, guys, so that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud. Say it proud. Come on now. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.